Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Life Coach Show with your host, Andrea Lavalli. Andrea is the creator and founder of the Empowerment Coaching Group and has created several empowering workshops and services. Andrea is an empowerment coach, speaker, author, NLP practitioner, and a registered Reiki practitioner. She is also known for the innovative Reiki service known as Interactive Reiki, designed to help you raise your vibration and heal your body and mind. To learn more about Andrea, her coaching, and her services, you can visit her website at www.TheEmpowermentCoachingGroup.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your host of The Life Coach Show, Miss Andrea Lavalli. Welcome to another fantastic episode of The Life Coach Show. I am so excited about today's show because today we're going to learn how to be resilient. And that's something you need if you're a business person, if you're trying to start a business, if you're in a business, then you definitely need some resilience. And today's uh, coach and guest will be talking about that. So before I introduce our guest, I just want to say a hello to, um, I know there's a few of you listening. Um, thank you for listening. I welcome you to the show. And I know there's a few of you that you're not able to listen live. That's okay because the show was, um, is gonna, is, it's being recorded and you can access it. You will be able to access it off my Facebook page, The Life Coach Show, or you'll be able to access it access it off um, YouTube, which is really awesome. And of course, you could always access, access it at blogtalkradio.com slash the life coach show. So many ways to access the show. So very exciting. Okay, so of course, I have to go into my little message today. And I want to talk about an experience I had today with a friend of mine that um, we met for a business meeting. And um, I said to her, I said, you know, the last time I met you, uh, compared to now, you're so different. You know, what's so different about you? And she shared her secret with me um, because she was just attracting all these amazing things into her life. She was attracting all the things that can that that is going to um, propel her life into greatness. And I was so like, wow, what did you do? And she says, Andrea, I've been working on myself. And you know, that's what I'm all about. And I I was thinking, really? And she says, I've been using the right tools. And those are key words I like, working on myself, using the right tools. And I thought, well, that's amazing. I'm, I'm so happy for you. So are you working on yourself and are you using the right tools? And what are those tools? Do you need to revisit that and figure out what those tools are are they benefiting you? Do you have the right tools? Because ask any construction worker, if they don't have the right tools, they can't build what, what they want to build. They can't reach their goals. Having the right tools, so amazing. Working on yourself, you can't go wrong. You work on yourself. So it was just a, a fabulous meeting, and to really sit in front of this person's energy was just so amazing because she was just glowing and you could tell that she has been working on herself. She has been trying to really do all the things that you would need to do to just be more at peace, just be more empowered, and just be more in the flow. 
And this is exactly what I said. It's like you're in the flow, and I, I love that. All right, so, um, oh, I just want to mention that today's show is being sponsored by Uniquely, Be the Best of You, and this is another great friend of mine. Her name is Regina Neal. Uniquely is about being the best you can be and living to your full potential, and that's Uniquely at www.uniquely.biz, and it's Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E-L-Y.biz, Uniquely. Awesome. All right. Today's guest is uh, an amazing woman. She really knows how to get to business. I've never worked with someone who, uh, I guess, come on the show who was just, she just got it done. You know, I said, Cindy, you need to submit this, this, and this. Boom, she was on it. And I was like, wow. You know, I didn't need to remind her. I didn't need to say, hey, I need your uh, bio. I need this. She sent it in right away. She was on the ball. So it's no wonder she is a resilience coach. She's a facilitator, coach, speaker, sales consultant, and author. Cindy Stradling brings over 25 years of practical, hands-on business experience to her work. This is where Cindy is today, not where she started. She has developed unwavering resilience through her journey and has developed this program to show others how they can too. As a single mother... With very little education, Cindy has faced many difficult life challenges and has developed the mental fortitude to keep going no matter what. She returned to school as an adult and at times worked three part-time jobs to make ends meet. If she can do it, so can you. So in getting from here there to here, Cindy has shined shoes, waited tables, cleaned houses, and was a parking lot attendant while building her business. Undeniably, she knows firsthand what resilience is. Her program is filled with real-life stories and examples of how having the right mindset, anything is possible. Cindy inspires others to be their personal best and to keep moving towards their goals and gets how tough it can be to get started, stay motivated, and ultimately prevail. Cindy, welcome to the show. (laughs) I'm glad to be here, excited. I'm so happy to have you here. So, Cindy, shining shoes, weighing tables, yeah, you definitely know what resilience is, so you never gave up. No, I never gave up. In fact, it's really funny, I was a smoker many, many years ago, and uh, I I always classified myself as a, a, a professional quitter, and I never give up trying to quit. And I did quit. It was over 35 years ago. But my sister always said it was because you never gave up trying. You know, you gave it another try this or, you know, um, hypnosis and all these kind of things. And so that's really been my mentality from from the beginning. If You, you know, just keep growing and just, you know, put one foot in front of the other and just make it happen. Right, right. Yeah, I I hear you. <laughs> we have to be resilient. So why is this topic of resilience so important? Well, you know what? I think it's more important now. And this is really, this program has been, I, I don't know how many years, it's its my signature program, and it's been developing through many forms over the years. But really the pace of change is, is faster than the pace of learning now. If you, we look at what's happened in the last 15 to 18 years, in terms of how people are um, expected to, to work 24-7. And I think it's more important than ever that people need to 
really understand their brains more. I mean, if you look around and you see all the, the different books and uh, all the things that are written, and articles and blogs about understanding your brain and understanding, you know, our, our primitive brain has not caught up to all this new technology. And I don't. you're a coach, so you know this from probably your own experience. People don't even know that they're stuck. People are so going so fast. And they're in the rush, and they're living in that zone of that dangerous stress zone with cortisol running. They have no idea what they're doing to themselves long term. So they need to be able to really get tools to. And, and I don't believe in anything I don't know, such as you know real work life balance because you'll always do projects that'll take you leaning more towards one or another. But really to be able to understand how you work and your level of awareness about you and your triggers and what you need. Because we're all individuals and we all need different things. And so our, my program really focuses on a lot about understanding what are your triggers, what makes you angry, how do you handle criticism, like oh, how do you manage change. Like some people just completely reject it, shut it down. They get pulled through a situation. They don't really thrive through it. They just actually, they're just surviving. They're just basically getting up every day doing what they do without really giving too much thought. And wow. I think it's going to get yeah. worse. I think so. I agree with you 100%, definitely. So what is it that we need to do to not make it get get worse? Well, we have to be aware of spend the time. You you nailed it right at the beginning. You you just had the, my whole talk is working on yourself and using the right tools. Because a mm. lot of times people they're like I said, they're so fast. They won't take time out to go to a workshop or read a book or or even, you know, hire a coach or work with someone to understand why they're not getting the results that they want. And they're just in, in almost, some people are almost in victim mode. And I, I work with a lot with, with um, entrepreneurs, and I really see at the very beginning, it's like that colleague you were talking about, they, they just don't understand. They don't even know that they're stuck. They have all these mm-hmm. reasons and, and, you know, they make up excuses and, I always say, you know, the comfort zone is not a great place to live. There's no growth in your comfort zone. But a lot of people would rather stay there than go through the discomfort of change. Yeah. And as coaches, we see that a lot. We see people just, you know, they're afraid to make change or afraid to step out of their comfort zone. And, you know, although they've made the decision to work with a coach, it's still sometimes very difficult. Yeah. But and it takes a lot but of understanding work. Understanding that yeah. But understanding, what I help people really understand is that we all have a series. We're just like brain patterns. We're actually just a conglomerate of, of neurons in our brain, and we've just been wired in a certain way. And, and the beautiful part of all this new technology, you know, understanding the brain, is that the, the plasticity is there. At one time we thought we were hardwired at a certain point, that's the way you're going to be for the rest of your life. That's not so anymore. So understanding, one of the things we really look at in, 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 in the program is not only just setting goals, but really understanding how the rituals that create the habits, that create the new pathways, so that things become automatic. So a lot of the things we do, most of what we do is, um, when you think about it, is unconscious, right? We just we do this, we do this, but it all started somewhere. And a lot of it wasn't even any of our conscious choice. It was the result of the school we went to, the people that we hung around, who we lived with. And now we can be a choice as we know that we can actually say, I want to change this. Well, these are the steps that I'm going to be able to do that. And the biggest thing, and you'll probably agree with me on this one too, is that you know, I find that people have like wonderful, big, bodacious goals, 
but they have no concept of how long it's going to take them to get there. And they have no concept of baby steps. Everybody wants instant gratification. Everybody wants things to happen yesterday, and then they get totally discouraged. I, I recently working with a lady um, who had re- I just started working with her at the end of June, and she had a book. She wrote a book, and uh, she didn't think it was fear. She thought that it was just procrastination. It was just like she got busy, and she had all these cloudy things. And I could tell there was something else there listening to her talk. So when we dug in, she was really petrified that it wouldn't sell or that it would be, be you know, not accepted as a professional book or whatever, whatever it was that was going on in her head. And the minute she saw that it was fear, then we were able to see that it wasn't real and we were able to get her to a place that she did it for her, whether it sold or not, she didn't care. She got rid of all the attachments and just went for it because she really felt that there was a message that she had to get out, not so much that even if other people didn't read it. And the difference in her voice, the difference in everything, and I, I'm very proud of her. I went to her book launch on September 10th. But she, if she hadn't looked at that, she still would have thought of herself, oh, I'm just a procrastinator, or I'm too busy, or too that. So we don't know what we don't know. We all have blind spots. And that's why, you know, coaching and and you know, working in these workshops and working together with other people and seeing what other people have and what other people have gone through can actually help trigger you. And then we will have them leave with, I call it my resilience buddy, with some actual tools that they can use for themselves personally when something gets triggered so that they can stay more, like, mindful and understanding who they are and know their own physical triggers that's going to have them be less than productive and things like that. Wow, amazing. Now, you couldn't see me, but I was nodding my head the entire time. <laughs> so I do agree with you, definitely. So what will resilience do for me? Um, so, um, you know, I I would say, like you were saying, you know, is it procrastinating or is it fear? So I have this resilience. What will it do for me? Well, the resilience will actually have you give you confidence that you can manage hmm. whatever. That I think knowing that you can manage it. Like I know a lady right now who's going through, you know, her husband went into Alzheimer's into the home, and she calls it a tragedy. And I'm like, no, it's not a tragedy. It's part of life. Having her just shift that whole concept of, yeah, it's an inconvenience, and there's a lot of other stuff that has to be done. But as long as she said the word tragedy, it would conjure up a whole bunch of different emotions in her head, Right. So if, right. if the, now she just she sees it as one of life's events, and this mm-hmm. is just what happened. So having the tools resilience is a mindset. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's all about this too shall pass, right? So if you think about it, we're never really happy forever. You're never really elatedly happy forever. You're really never sad forever. And if you can actually be with whatever that discomfort is in that moment, and that's what we have people do is observe it, they can even name it and watch it, and it'll rise and fall. And there's studies that show that if you have that shot of anger and the cortical goes, so the shot of anger comes along or the fear comes along, you know, immediately goes to your prefrontal cortex, it shuts your brain down, that rational part of your brain down, 60% of it is gone. But the, the, the challenge is, is that you're, reptilian brain which is your fight or flight brain which is there to protect you stays in an emotional state at 100 percent so you've got a moment like this all happens with like a nanosecond so you've got 40 percent of your rational brain and 100 percent of your emotional brain 
So unless you can do something to offset that, to actually have you come back in balance, you don't want to be making any decisions. You don't want to have any reactions. That's why people do knee-jerk things and then go, whoa, what was I thinking? Because in that moment, that 100% was stronger than the rational part. So if you can check, the most important thing is your awareness, right? So when you're confident and you're mindful and you're aware and something triggers you, you will actually feel it. Your breathing will change. I'll give you a perfect example. I was driving, I used to, many years ago, I dated a gentleman and things didn't go well. We ended it not on a great note. And it was, it had to be at least five years. I might be wrong with the timing exactly, but it was at least four to five years after we'd split up. I was driving down the highway, completely not even thinking about anything, just driving along. And all of a sudden, I see a white Jeep. That's the kind of vehicle he drove. And immediately, I thought of his name. And I swear to God, within a nanosecond, my heart was beating like super, super fast. My hands were sweating. My stomach was in a knot. I must have slowed down because he drove out and around me. And of course, it wasn't him, but it was such an experiential moment. And I thought, oh my God, that's exactly what I'm talking about in my course, is that in that moment, I thought his name and my whole body reacted like that was real. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It was totally imagined. And that's what we have to learn the tools to be able to say in that moment, let it pass, let's see what's going to happen, just observe it, and then you can make a decision. And then if you want to yell at somebody, yell at somebody. But you're going to be doing it because that's what you really do want to do. You're not having a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah. So it's a little bit like you're you're just more prepared for when when stuff happens. 100%. And then you have the yeah. tools. Because it, the, the most important thing, as you know, is awareness. Mm-hmm. Because so Definitely. much of what we do is habitual. Yeah. Okay. So is resilience difficult to acquire? No, no, it's no. I don't think so. I don't think it's any more different than any other mindset that you decide that you want. If right. you notice that you always give up and make excuses for yourself, and this isn't the pattern that you want to continue, then I recommend you work with a coach or take my course or read a book or do something. Because if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Mm-hmm. And so Definitely. they have. You have to. You have to be able to say, okay, this is no longer working for me. I want to make a change. And then you look at ways to be able to do that. And then you implement small. small, I've found more success from people making small, small changes. Like just one little thing every week, one little thing. You know, I, I personally started doing planks. I started out doing 30 seconds, and now I'm up to two minutes. But it was only at 30 seconds at a time, right? Right. So... It, you can do anything if you break it down into small enough bite-sized pieces. And when you're starting to form a new habit, it's really important to connect it with a habit you already have. So an example might be, say you want to take supplements and you always forget. You might want to put them beside your toothbrush. If you brush your teeth every day, initially put them beside your toothbrush. That will be the reminder. Then you'll make the connection. Your neural pathways will all start to make all of the the things will be like brush teeth, take this. It'll all just start happening automatically. Wow, this is making so much sense, and it's just—it's a little. I like the way you simplify it, um, in the sense that okay, baby steps. Don't yep. go like being the big stuff because then you you're just going to be disappointed if it doesn't work. Baby steps, keep it simple. Yeah, and it's really most of the time it is simple it's just not easy it's a matter of having 
the resilience. And then, you know what, it's like people ex- people very rarely meet their goals the first time out. Very rarely. I don't know too many people that haven't sort of wavered off or, you know, hadn't been successful. But if you understand that even the space shuttle, for crying out loud, was off track a lot of the times, right. but it still made its destinations. Airplanes fly all the time, and they're off course. But they mm-hmm. use all their gauges, and they have the pilots, and they have, every, you know, co-pilots and everything there, all the tools to help them get back on track. Right. So it's really right. simple. I mean, right. if you think about it, it's like a, you know, a pilot or a fireman or, or any professional, even a, like a doctor and, say, an emergency doctor, like they go through such rigorous training that their brain, they don't, want, they don't have to think in an emergency. It's automatic. And it's only right. through repetition. Okay, repetition's key. What about um, affirmations? I'm a firm believer in affirmations. I believe mm-hmm. that we talk to ourselves all the time. And, you know, there's a lot of debate about how to do an affirmation. I'm a believer in doing the I am affirmations. Yep. Uh, I follow Wayne Dyer a lot. I don't know. He's recently passed. I've known him yep. <laughs> since his first one. I've had a lot of spiritual teachers. And right. I believe we are what we tell ourselves are. And if, you know, I am a, I am getting better, I am moving forward, I am, you know, creating the life I want, all of those things, you reinforce it. I don't think alone is enough. I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make is that, because I don't think anything happens without action. And mm-hmm. part of it is to, it's not just what you're doing, it's who you're being while you're doing, because we're really human beings, not human doings. And, you know, that's one of my pet peeves is with people, they'll, if they're doing something and they're begrudging doing it, the energy just shifts. It's just not the same. Okay. Sounds amazing. Sounds amazing. So we're going to throw in I am resilient. <laughs> You're going to throw in which? Uh, the affirmation, I am resilient. I am resilient. Okay, yeah, sorry, missed that. Yeah. 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 I am. Throw that one in. Yeah. 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 So that works for, that works for um, you know, not quitting, not giving up, um, not looking at things negatively but being more positive. You know, like you were saying about the Alzheimer's, uh, we were, the person with the spouse with the Alzheimer's, they were looking at it more of a, a negative. But you and know, it's just a fact of life. Put it in perspective, and exactly, yeah, I am resilient. Yep. So, can I recognize resilience in other people? Like, how how can I? You know, I want to partner with someone, and I want someone, you know, who may be more resilient than I am. Can I recognize it in other people? Absolutely. Once you get to see them in action, see how they respond to things, right? Mm-hmm. See how they do. Yeah. They overreact. Do they disappear when they've fallen? Say they promise to do something and and they just sort of disappear and you can't find them or you can tell absolutely you can tell I can tell I can mm-hmm. tell if someone's gonna um, wimp out or or if they if they just don't have the tools so I when I work with people I really work on having them be as strong as they can and I mean we look at people like I mean I think of Christopher Reeves he's always the one that comes to mind when I think of resilience because. You know, yeah. he went from Superman to a paraplegic in a matter of minutes. And, um, you know, he didn't have to continue. He did not have to become a spokesperson. Nobody would have judged or thought anything of him. And I can only imagine the inconvenience and the pain and all the stuff he had to go through to be able to 
travel and meet and be a spokesperson. And he's mm-hmm. what I call the epitome of resilience. He didn't get stopped by, I mean, so many people get stopped by the smallest things, right? And so you'll know when you start working with someone if if they're committed to who they are, they say they are, and at the first sign of adversity they disappear or they wimp out. I mean, it may take time. I don't think you can, maybe you can tell it if you can tell by their their body, their stature, their, you know, their their voice. But the proof would be in the pudding when when adversity came along or there was a challenge come along. Right. That makes a lot of sense because really someone who's resilient or is um, striving to be resilient will definitely um, be more motivated. Yep. And you can yep. definitely see that. Yeah. So um, I've worked on myself. I've developed a quality of resilience. How do I know it was all worth the effort? Ah, that's a great question. Um, so the, as soon as something happens and you respond differently than you would have ever been in the past. Mm. It's proof, proof positive. I got another example. Um, I always have lots of dating examples. I don't know that says something, doesn't it? No, just kidding. I, I'm in a good relationship <laughs> now. But in oh, the beginning, I was, you know, playing, going out dating a lot. And there was a gentleman, I'm not going to even say what he said, but he said something to me that really... It, it really underline, uh, undermined my value, and I was, you know, working really, I'd be feeling good about myself, doing programs, and I was coaching, and I was doing all this, and I was like, yeah, that is in alignment with who I am, and, and we ended up splitting up over it, because it was just not who I wanted to be with, that someone would say or do something along those lines, and actually, my current boyfriend said something, not exactly the same words, but m- not even similar really, but in my brain it was heard similarly. Like in reality it wasn't, but I heard it in the same way. And in in a nanosecond I could feel it in my throat and I felt it in my stomach. And I literally, because your breathing is the first thing you notice, I could, my breathing changed. So I just excused myself and I went into my pantry and I took a few deep breaths to let my cortisol levels get down and you know, I knew exactly what was happening in my brain. I could, you know, and I come back out and and I was finally thought it was kind of strange going into my pantry in the middle of a conversation. But um, and the next day I shared with them what it was all about. But because I was able to do that, if it had been the old me, I probably would have just said, you know, you're out of here. And it had would have mm-hmm. had nothing to do with him. It would have been totally to do with me. Right. So that was proof positive that all the things that I've been teaching and learning was actually applied in my life and it happened automatically which was fantastic so that would be how you would be able to know is that you know or maybe there's that difficult person that always sent you around the bend but there may be a different mindset you could have around them and then when you had another interaction with them that you could see that you were actually you didn't get upset or or you know you just let them be who they were and you be who you are without any attachment or judgment because that's where the real freedom is Mm-hmm. So are you teaching people to have a thick skin or is there a difference between, you know, the expression uh, thick skin um, or is there a difference between someone who has a thick skin and someone who's resilient? I think it's almost a both. It's just a terminology. Like resilience yeah. is that there's, I don't know, it's 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 all, almost one and the same, I would think, Andrea, because sometimes people are super, super sensitive about mm-hmm. something that happened in their childhood and once they can identify that, that that's a trigger for them, 
then they can actually manage it. So if you call it thicker skin, you could call it that. Um, but I think it's really being able to know yourself because we do this exercise really. This, uh, the last one I did at a corporate setting um, this, uh, on criticism because a lot of people don't even know how they handle it, right? And they store all this stuff they don't even know and we just keep piling in more. And there's some sayings and I actually had people send me their sayings and say to do this exercise. This is, what's the worst thing anybody's ever said to you? Some of them I wouldn't even use. They were so nasty. But um, this one woman who was, honestly, she was like 120 pounds, five foot seven, like very thin lady, um, and she went through that. And it was one of the comments was about weight. And she almost started to cry. She said, my throat choked up. And she said, that is so bizarre that I still have that. Because she was chubby when she was a kid, and they called her puggy. A puggy or porky or some some nasty name like that. And so when there was a, a reference to a criticism about weight, that trigger was still in her. Mm-hmm. Years later, even though she'd lost weight, everything. So she right. knows that now. So she would be able to say, oh, that's just one of my triggers. Uh, it'll pass. Right. The feelings will pass. I'll just take a couple of deep breaths. I'll be mindful and it'll pass. And then the opposite of that would be total depression, right? Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go eat a pizza because, you know what, really, even though I'm skinny now, I'm 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 really a fat person inside and, I'm useless, and then they, they go down the rabbit hole. And one of the things I always recommend right. in my program is having people who can support you. I mean, we all have had people that, we, I call it the ain't it awful club. My sister and I call it the ain't it awful club. So you're going down the toilet, right? You're going down the, 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 the dark tunnel of woe is me and ain't it awful and all that. And you want to have people around you that won't let you talk like that. You want to have two or three, four, up to five people, I always say five if you can make it, that they will support you and, and get you out of that spin that you call them. Because what all, a lot of people do is they will call the other person, the negative person who will agree with them. That will mm-hmm. encourage them to stay um, there. Okay. So that's amazing. So the work you're doing, it's, it's just so powerful and empowering because when you look at the opposite of someone who's resilient, it's it's really not benefiting the person. It's really not benefiting them. And, you know, my message in the beginning about working on yourself and using the right tools, it's really about that. So really the work you do doing is teaching them those tools. I love that. Yes, yeah. I love that. I love coaches. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yoo-hoo, go coaches. Uh, so I have resilience, and then I lost it. You know, how would I know if I've had it and then lost it? Like, I guess that would be similar to the the woman in the story. Yep, you know, the it would be the same that. thing, that all of a sudden you go and, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. And then you would just reconnect to the tools that worked with you, right, that, that worked yeah. for you before. And it's yeah. possible because yeah. one of the things that, you know, people don't realize the importance of sleep, and we spend some time on that. And you need between seven to nine hours of sleep a night, the average person, anything less than six, because your body, your brain actually creates toxins during the day when it's awake. It needs that amount of time to actually dissolve them, and it does it all automatically. And if you don't, that's why you have fogginess. That's why, and people can get into all kinds of problems without sleep. There's heart problems, diabetes, obesity, there's depression, there's, and I think, and, and quality sleep. 
like having a dark room, having, you know, your deep sleep, no no electronics, at least an hour before bed. How many people take their iPads to bed? Right. So they yeah. don't they don't they don't get that deep REM sleep. Right. And then they get themselves mean. all pumped up with coffee and then they take those, you know, all the kinds of sugar all day long and it's just it's just a recipe for, for disaster long term. Yeah, we're really damaging ourselves. So how what was it like thirty, forty, fifty years ago when we talk about human nature and you know, how what does that mean, um, with resilience and, and is it the same today as it was thirty years ago, forty years ago, fifty years ago? No. I mean life was way simpler. I mean, think about it for a minute. We get as much information in one day than someone in nineteen seventy did in a whole month. <laughs> Wow. Like you think about that for a minute. Just that's like pretty overwhelming. Just drive downtown and look at all it makes me dizzy with all the television, the, the big screens and the advertising and it's like I forget so how many Cindy, are you saying that's affecting our resilience in today's day and age all the technology and fast moving information? I'm thinking we need to be more resilient as a result yeah. of all of that to be able to right. manage that amount. And that's what I said at the very beginning, that the pace mm-hmm. of change is faster than the pace of learning. So our brains, if you think of evolution, our brains have not caught up to the, the speed in which we're changing. Mm-hmm. In some ways, our brains are still very primitive. And they go into fight or flight, right? They don't know. Yeah, okay. So how would I go about getting getting resilience or building resilience within myself if I don't already have it. You would do exactly what we've been talking about. You could, I mean, there's books around it. There's um, get a coach. Like really observe in your life where you lose it, where you lose power. Like any place that you, you know, if you catch yourself avoiding a place or not wanting to do something, which a lot of people, and, and most people don't even examine their life. They don't even think about, oh, I just don't want to go there. Well, they never thought about, you know, maybe it's something good for them. So really putting putting a structure in place to make sure that all areas of your life have you more congruent and in balance. So you could do it through a workshop like mine. You could do it through books. You could do it through a coach. But most of it has to start with you, a decision that you want to be different. You want to keep going. And if you quit, if you if you see that you quit or stop before you're finished, then and if you want to create a different result, then you're going to have to look at some new new ways of of operating and, and managing your day. And the first step is awareness of what you're doing now, and then really committed to wanting to do something different. That's the one thing we do, and you probably do it as well, is really scale their commitment to wanting change. Right. Yes, I love it. Yeah. You know what? I had no idea. Our um, interview would go in this direction, you know. I'm thinking about resilience, and you know, it's never given up, and it's never, it's just keep going and just keep going. But it's really, really about mindset, and that's what I love about what you do as a resilience coach. It's really starting with the inside. Yeah, you know. Well, everything's on the inside. Clearing out all the garbage. It's it's yeah. taking note of our action, and our behaviors, and our how we how we uh, react. And then working from there. So tell us about your workshop. Well, my workshop, as I said, it's broken into four different areas. The first one is awareness, and then we look at your commitment, and then we look at action, and then we look at changing the course. And it's very experiential, so people get to experience different different programs, like through the day, different exercises. 
And I'm of the belief that we learn a lot. We learn a, they'll learn a lot from me, but they'll also learn a lot from from the other participants. It's very, like I said, very interactive. And I have it almost like a, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so that it's very comfortable for people to share. And I've, like I said, I've had people in corporate settings say to me, "My mother would love this." And we do. I do a three month follow up. And when I, the last course that I did, I just finished the last uh, three month follow up. And people were following through, having the habits and doing things they've never been able to do before because of the baby step approach. Because they could add five minutes of this, or they could do something for five, two times, or whatever it is. You know, and it's not right. about being perfect. So people will say, oh, I tried that. Well, how many times did you try it? Well, maybe the next time you would have tried it. There's a program, there's actually a um, uh, uh, poem by Leo Pigo, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, P-I-G-G-O-T, and it's called Don't Quit. And I actually have it on a calendar on my desk, and the calendar is from 1992. And I love the part of it says, when care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. And I always do that because I get tired just like everybody else, and it always comes into my head automatically. Rest if you must, but don't you quit. That's it. So you get tired, you quit, you just don't stop. Don't stop. I love it. I love it, Cindy. And where can we learn more about your workshops and getting in touch with you? Okay, just go to cindystradling.com um, or you could email me at cindy at cindystradling.com. My phone number's there, but for those that are listening, it's 416-290-5227. And the early bird special will be um, over on October the 10th. And so if anybody wants to take advantage of it, then they could all they, they um, need to register before then. And I thought as a special for you, uh, I will offer anybody who registers and mentions that they learned about the program through our show today, I will give them one hour of free coaching. Wow. Amazing. Okay, everybody. Mention the Life Coach Show when you connect with Cindy. And um, she'll give you one hour free coaching. Thank you, Cindy. That's that's amazing. That's wonderful. Right. So they have to register for the program. But once they register for hmm. the program, then I'll give them one free free hour of coaching. And my preference would be after the program. It's not it totally has to be, but I think they'd have new tools, and then we could really set them up with a, a really right. strong action plan. There you go. Wonderful. Well, that's amazing. So what's coming up for you? What do you mean coming up for me? The, uh, the workshops? Uh, yes, anything coming up for you, workshops, anything you'd like to discuss, uh, bring up books, you know, webinars, trainings, <laughs> anything well, like that. Well, one thing I do do, and I just would love to share it, um, I, in addition, like I said, I've just launched cindystradling.com. I'm a corporate trainer by uh, under Athena Training and Consulting. I act as an agent, and I do training there, and I've done that for 11 years. And I couldn't offer. I do offer this program in a corporate setting, but because so many people said there was people they knew that they that they would love to take it, and they thought there was so much value in it that that's why I decided to launch it as a um, as a as a public program. But in addition to that, I run an online uh, conference every year called the Women Moving Forward Conference, and really it's for women who have come from abuse, which was way back in my background. And we have it for 100 women. We have sponsors. We, um, they're allowed to come for free. We give them breakfast and lunch. We have speakers and coaches and trainers. And we have you know, energizers. And it's a whole day of just celebrating their courage 
and their resilience, because these women have resilience as well, because they had the courage to leave abusive situations, and they do keep going. And a lot of them are just, their self-esteem has been eroded, and we really work with them to help them celebrate, because it does take something to say no more. And um, we really want to celebrate. So I'm all, I've always been very proud of that, and we're going into our fourth year now uh, of running that. So, And I support wow, those women at this that's so really um, powerful uh, event that you do, helping and yep. motivating so many women. Yep. And when, when, if you can tell us again, when will this activity be, this event? It's in June in 2016, but it's not open to the general public. We screen everybody that comes in. It's got to come through one of our, right. our um, other shelters or the women's groups. So that we want to be sure that the people that come are the people that it, it's meant to be for. It's not just a case of, you know, freebie for anybody who wants to come. It's the, These are women, women that have come through violence, uh, most of them, or some some challenge. And it's all about the moving forward no matter what. So that's sort of my good housekeeping seal of approval. And uh, I did write a book to support these women becoming a self-defined woman and... Uh, so this year I'm actually the keynote speaker for them, and I'm going to be giving them a copy of my book. So it's pretty cool. Oh, well, tell us. What's the name of your book? It's called Becoming a Self-Defined Woman. And to me, it's the most important thing is that you define success on yourself for yourself. because, And that goes a long way with resilience and self-esteem, and it just ties it all together. Because what success is for you doesn't necessarily mean it would be success for me. We're all individuals, and I'm all. That's why coaching is so great because it's so personalized, and uh, it's a book with exercises, and uh, that people can go through to help them really define for themselves what success means. Okay, and is this a book we can buy um, off your website on Amazon? Yeah, you can go on to Amazon.com. Okay. Okay, great, great. And tell us the name again. It's called Becoming a Self-Defined Woman. S-E-L-F, Defined Woman. Well, the fine women. All right. Well, Cindy, it was wonderful to have you on the show. Uh, I love the work you're doing. I love how you're empowering so many people through resilience and through um, helping them change from the outside, um, from the inside out. So yeah. thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for being an amazing coach and for being on the show. I'd love to have you back. And yeah. um, all I'd love the to best. Come back. Yeah, Thank you awesome. so much. Okay, we'll keep in touch. You're welcome. Okay. Okay, well, have a fabulous day. Okay, you too. Thanks, Andrea. Thanks, Cindy. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm just always so excited to have fabulous guests like Cindy on the show, and if you would like to be a guest on the show, feel free to contact me. Um, you could contact me through my Facebook page, which is the um, the Life Coach Radio Show, or you could contact me through my website, um, theempowermentcoachinggroup.com, as well as through my email, theempowermentcoach@mail.com. All righty, so I just want to uh, mention our sponsor again, and Uniquely Be the Best of You. Uniquely is about you being the best you can be and living to your full potential. Awesome. Uniquely.biz. All right. So that's the show for today. And um, again, you know, 
work on you. Develop those tools that you need to improve your life because if your life is improved, everybody else around you will improve. That's just the way it is. And so tools like resilience and tools like, you know, attending seminars, workshops, picking up yoga or meditation, whatever it is that you're into or that you can look at taking part in, it's about self-improvement and it's about becoming a better you. Until next time, this is the Life Coach Radio Show, a show about connecting with coaches and empowering the audience. Stay empowered. Take care. Bye-bye.